Nicole Wallace, Joy Reid, and Velshi sitting in for Lawrence O'Donnell all talked about Zoe Zephyr. Nicole talked with her panel, which was really great actually, but it's just another conversation with pundits. Joy Reid spoke with Zoe for about 10 minutes. It's one of the most thought-provoking interviews I've seen Zoe have. Actually, it's one of the most thought-provoking interviews I've seen Joy have. And if you're non-binary, you might get like a little non-binary Joy from seeing her perfectly correctly gender someone non-binary. I don't want to say who because I don't want to ruin the surprise. Lately, mega Republicans love the word decorum. Mind you, this is the same Republican Party that publicly declared the January 6th attack on the Capitol and the events that led to it legitimate political discourse. That party is now clutching their collective pearls in fake outrage over citizens of their own states and even legislators daring to object to their extreme politics. It happened in Georgia when a Democratic House member objected to the governor signing in secret in front of a plantation painting onerous anti-voter legislation. It happened in Arkansas where a Republican House member silenced 10 students who came to object to a disastrous education bill. And most recently, it happened in Tennessee, where House Republicans expelled two black Democratic members for breach of decorum on the House floor because they demanded action on guns, only to be accused of inciting riots or violence. Most Americans would consider those attempts to silence dissent to be undemocratic and a political disaster, except in Montana, where House Republicans just punished Missoula Democrat Zoe Zephyr. This conduct cannot be allowed to stand. Our constituents and our state deserve better. They deserve our full attention, and this institution and body deserve the respect of all its members. However, it has not been respected, and we must regain the decorum of this body, not only now, but also to set precedent for the future. Ah, decorum. The House supermajority voted to banish, banish her from the House floor for the rest of the 2023 season, which, by the way, is only eight days. She will still be allowed to vote remotely. Zephyr is Montana's first trans woman elected to the legislature. She became the target of her Republican colleagues after she told fellow Republicans that they should be ashamed of their support of legislation banning trans youth care. She also told her Republican colleagues, quote, I hope the next time there's an invocation when you bow your heads in prayer, you see the blood on your hands. That comment triggered the MAGA Montana Republicans who insisted that she be forbidden from speaking. Republicans would only allow her to speak if she apologized for her comments. Allies came to show their support on Monday, demanding that the Republicans let her speak. She raised her hand and a microphone in solidarity. Montana law enforcement descended on the small group of supporters and began arresting them. And in a ludicrous show of force, they even deployed officers in riot gear. On Tuesday, Montana's House Speaker canceled the House floor session without explanation after accusing Zephyr of encouraging, you guessed it, an insurrection. Joining me now is Montana State Representative Zoe Zephyr. State Representative Zephyr, thank you for being here. Um, let's let's talk about this uh, censure of you. What you were censured for was saying that your colleagues had, would have blood on their hands. What is in the legislation that, in your view, places that blood on their hands? We've seen a slew of attacks against the LGBTQ community, banning our art forms, our books, our histories, and our healthcare. And when legislatures bring legislation like that forward, they create an environment that makes it very difficult to thrive as a queer person in this state. And it can't seem to be too easy to thrive as a queer person in this state, as you said. How are you generally treated by your colleagues even before this dust up over what you said? That's part of the struggle is behind the scenes, Republicans are expressing they wish their the far right contingent of their party didn't push this, but they're afraid of being primary. They're afraid of the direction their party's going. But ultimately, those words ring hollow when the votes show up on the board and they vote to take away the rights of queer people in the state. 
So what you're saying is behind the scenes, they seem to not want to do it, but they do it performatively. Exactly. Let's talk about the, the, the son of the governor, of your governor, um, Governor Gianforte, who has his own interesting history in terms of uh, punching a journalist back in the day. Um, but one of Governor Gianforte's sons identifies as non-binary and uses he and they pronouns and lobbied um, their father to vote against these bills. In a meeting that he scheduled, that this son scheduled with their dad, they told him, I would like to make the argument that these bills are immoral, unjust, and frankly, a violation of human rights. Have you had a chance to chat with Governor Gianforte's uh, child, who apparently is on your side? I haven't yet, but I think that highlights the fact that when they think, when they target LGBTQ people, they think they're targeting the boogeyman. But we are everywhere. Whether you are an administrator at your job or you're the governor of Montana, you're never far from a queer person, and our votes need to show that we're welcome. Let me ask you this, because I think for a lot of people, um, and even for me, we were on our call this morning, and I said to my team that when I use the phrase on television, gender affirming care, I'll be honest, I don't fully really know what that even means. And in these bills, I highly doubt that your colleagues on the other side know what it means either. What is gender affirming care in real life when it comes to adults and also when it comes to children? When it comes to adults, a trans woman like me takes a hormone replacement therapy. It's exogenous hormones. I inject estrogen once a week. But as a child, that begins by just calling them by the name they'd like to be called. As puberty comes on, that can be puberty blockers. And then as they decide to go on with transition, that can look like hormone replacement therapy. And that, because I think that's important for you to say, because I think that what Republicans are doing is they're playing on people's lack of knowledge, even people like me in the media's lack of knowledge about trans folks. And they're making it sound like people are giving 10-year-old children surgery, which is not true, right? That is not the case. These surgeries, when they happen, are happening mostly in adulthood and in extremely rare circumstances in late teens. Again, following the advice of all medical practitioners, best practices of every medical community in the country. I mean, that's an important part. I mean, in, even in your own journey, there are, there are not only parents and family givers and loved ones involved, but doctors, right? I mean, we're talking about a medical profession and people who are professionals that are involved, right? Exactly. These are decisions made by patients in conjunction with their parents and um, psychologists and therapists following best practices with their doctors. What would be the, what do you think will be, um, if Governor Gianforte signs these multiple bills, what do you think the impact will be? We know that there's a very high rate of suicide uh, among particularly trans youth um, and LGBT youth in general, more than the average population. What do you think that the results will be? Uh, our community will continue to be afraid about the impact. We'll continue to see a rise in violence, but you cannot stifle the queer community. We will come together, band together, and be joyous in one another. I, I, I am told that even in going after you and um, doing this, these, these pieces of legislation, you were misgendered by your colleagues, that you were disrespected. Um, have you been able to get that corrected and get that respect of you as a fellow legislator um, from your Republican colleagues? Unfortunately, I have not. Um, I'm not surprised at the hypocrisy on that front, given this is a group of people who advocate for limited government, yet are using government to take away the health care of trans people across this country. Yeah, it's not exactly a big boost for democracy either when you don't allow someone to speak who is an elected legislator. Very quickly, last comment. Have you heard from your constituents who will essentially now not have representation for nearly two weeks? My constituents are upset. They want their democratically elected representative to speak on their behalf, and they're letting us know. Well, they should want that because they voted for you and they should be represented. Thank you so much for sharing some of your time. Please keep us posted on what happens. Uh, we need to pay attention to what's going on in Montana. Thank you, uh, Montana State Representative Zoe Zephyr. Thank you very much. Be well. I think if you live in Montana, giving Greg Gianforte a call asking if he supports his child is not a bad idea. Thank you, Joy, for making the entire trans umbrella feel seen and heard and respected. Short Cast Club.